Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Kashif Booth Podcast. If you're new here, each week I sit down with a guest and we discuss their career so far, the highs, the lows and what's next for them. Today's guest is Daniel Modesti. He is a creative from London. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Hi, thanks for having me. No, it's good so, to have pleasure. you on the show. So I've introduced you as a creative. I met you as a first AD. Yeah. Yes, on the web series that I get produced called Tally Versus. And, you know, Daniel's a brilliant first AD. I'm going to let him know that. I've worked with him a few times. But I was the exec producer of the show and... <laughs> He thought I was the runner. Now, mind you, I was 28 at the time. So I was like, okay, I know I'm chill and I'm just, you know, but nah. So, yeah, that was interesting. That was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, you... you're making it seem like... <laughs> basically, you walked in... I swear you walked in with another runner. So they've said, oh, yeah, the runners are coming. And then you walked uh-huh. in and I was like, oh, okay, he looks about runner age, uh-huh. <laughs> which whatever that means. <laughs> And no one was like, oh, yeah, he's the producer. So I went half the shoot thinking. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Yeah, I blame. She's going to kill me for this. But I blame Serafina. Right. Because, yeah, when we got to set, right, it was just literally straight into, okay, we need to put this together. We Uh had one day to shoot that. Remember? So there was no, like, introduction to anyone. Like, Israel didn't know who I was. Paul didn't know who I was. So Paul was, like, the DP. Mm -hmm. Israel was one of the co-directors. So I knew of them. And they knew who I was, but they didn't know that it was that me. It was you, yeah. yeah, until later. And they're like, oh, it's you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't anyone's fault. It's just nobody knew each other because yeah. we were just like straight to work. Yeah. So yeah, so that was a cool, fun experience. And Tally Versus obviously went on its crazy journey. It's been mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To and see it's, where it's gone. Yeah, it's doing madness right now, which I'll tell you off okay recording because i can't tell you yeah yeah yeah. but it's doing really (laughs) fun things right now so yeah so like i mean tell us your journey so far because you are a photographer also as well you have amazing photography where you you just push blackness yeah okay rich beautiful (laughs) blackness you know i love the neo soul vibe you've had like what three covers of magazines recently as well so yeah tell us about you how did you get started as just a creative um okay so i feel like it's kind of crazy. So I did art at GCSE. It start it starts from young. So I did art at GCSE. I knew I wanted to do something creative. I just didn't know what it was. I went through wanting to be an artist. I wanted to be uh, an illustrator. I wanted to be an anime. I wanted to be a game designer. But all of these things had something in common. They all were about story. Mm-hmm. And then I fell like into like I've always liked watching films. My family, my mum in particular showed me films from young so I've always been the type to go to the cinema to if I'm bored I'll put on a film if I'm lonely I'll put on a film that's like how how I am um so it's always been a story thing for me and so once I realized that film seemed like the best thing for me to do because it seemed and I still feel like it is one of just one of the best ways to tell stories um, because it combines all of the things that I'm talking about. You can have an animated film, you can have a film that has graphics from a game. Um, and yeah, so film was kind of like my, I'd say my gateway into the creative world. So I went on to study film from college and then went to study at uni. Um, and as as I think you'll find with most people that study <laughs> film at uni, no one wants to do it afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Listen, I almost dropped out twice. Yeah, see, because I was like, "This is not it." Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like the way that they teach it isn't very conducive to 
the real world of film yeah. and also it's, it's yeah. just it doesn't make you want and i feel like mm-hmm. it's the same thing with fashion and other things i have a friend who said the same thing like it doesn't encourage you to want to do that thing afterwards and be in that industry and so afterwards i i took a bit of a break um also because like there was no gateway from that into the industry they didn't no. have yeah they didn't put us in anything or anything like that the year in industry wasn't really a year in industry so um yeah so then i just took like a really a slight break you had levi on here didn't you yes I yeah, did. yeah so this is when i met levi okay <laughs> fine fine <laughs> levi Alueide, he's a director and he was featured on i think episode 13 of this season of the podcast yeah so yeah, 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 yeah i think it was mm-hmm. so um i was i was um i did like a couple jobs as like an editor i was working on a music documentary at the time i was working with a music documentary with a guy called lee john who did, who was in the group imagination who was big here mm-hmm. and had that song body talk so i was oh, working yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. so i was working on a documentary for him and then i think that but we wouldn't just never on the same time scale so i ended up working somewhere else as a media presenter which is where i met levi okay um and i'd always i don't know it was weird because i i what how i ended up doing that was i wanted to be I wanted to do YouTube for mm-hmm. a while. So when mm-hmm. I was younger, I wanted to do YouTube. I hope this isn't too long. But anyway, no, no, no. I to, okay, cool. <laughs> right, so I wanted to do YouTube um, and I was doing that. And I used to animate like stories that I like that had happened to me and stuff like that. And it was doing okay. Um, and then I started working there and I was a media presenter like he was, but it, they did like a lot of different content. So like he said, they did short form content. They did like, it was mostly um pieces to camera um mm-hmm. and vox pops and yes, uh, there were a couple yes, of documentaries yes. and stuff mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. um and then but before that i had always had a camera in my hand um i had a camera in my hand since i was about 17 18 because okay. i wanted to do youtube and sure, stuff and sure, because sure. when i was studying film i was like okay you're gonna need to need a camera to mm-hmm. for later on and stuff like that um and so yeah i've always like taken pictures of people um when we went out to places people like oh yeah bring your camera document the event you remember like yes you remember the days of facebook albums and stuff like that oh yes yes, i was the guy who was taking the pictures for them things and (laughs) so sorry to cut you but you know like when people find out this is what you do it's like you can take the pictures you can record (laughs) this Mm -hmm. i'm like that ain't my bag like like so i get you i get you but it was kind of before i had the light bulb moment had happened that mm-hmm. I would, oh, I could do this as a okay. career. Yeah. So for then it was just for memories and for fun. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had gone through that period of what, while I was at the, as working as a media presenter mm-hmm. for the company. Um, I think with creatives and me, I'm the type of creative who likes to do a lot of different things. You get bored if you're doing the same thing for too long. Yes. Yes. and I started to get bored and then that led to me picking up my camera and I just went out and I took originally I took pictures of graffiti and then I had a friend called Dylan who now who was a photographer and kind of still is but now is like a a fitness trainer and a calisthenics guy but he like we started working together and taking pictures um and I'm <laughs> I know, I'm not sure. I can admit to it now. But basically, we started to use the money from the company. <laughs> we we weren't using it, but we would get them to, like, fund mm-hmm. our shoots. We'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a show, and it's based on photography. <laughs> and we'd get them to rent a studio next door to us. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we it's would like- just do whatever shoot we wanted to do. 
film a little bit about it, mm-hmm. then do a voiceover for it later and upload it. <laughs> it's okay. We ain't saying names, so it's fine. Yeah, no one will it's know. It's fine. No one will know. But this is why you and Levi have a vendetta against Stratton. <laughs> because I live in Stratton. So I'm like, so what's going on? Listen, I'm not saying that I have a vendetta against Stratton. I'm just saying every time I walked up and down those streets, I clutched my wallet differently. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I know you, what <laughs> you know yeah I'm not gonna get into this whole southwest because you're from east right I'm from east yeah, yeah, yeah see here we go so I ain't got time <laughs> um but yeah it was and then I think through that I while I was working at the company I started to be kind of dissatisfied I think Levi said as well yeah he did whenever we did like something that we thought was a big deal it didn't really get pushed like that mm-hmm. they weren't using like other social media platforms or other mm-hmm. things like YouTube or they weren't really using those things and so we just kind of I think most of us were just like at a certain point we all just started leaving mm-hmm. um and so I left to do photography and I remember telling my mom I was like okay I feel like i I want to pursue this thing. And my mom has always encouraged me in everything nice, that I've done. Nice. Um, and that's, it's, she's been amazing in terms of that and supporting me. Um, and so, yeah, I left to do that. And oh boy, has it been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I left to do that in 2018. Nice. So yeah. you decided to become a freelance photographer. Yeah. So what is freelance life like? Because it's hard tracing it's, those invoices. Yeah. You know, but also, you know what it is? Like, as a production manager currently um at advertising agency when you find out what goes on behind the scenes as to why these invoices mm. take long it's ridiculous because they have these unnecessary protocols yeah <laughs> let's just say that okay. what delays you guys getting paid mm. so yeah but yeah so what is it like being a freelance uh photographer what is the direction you've wanted to go in you know what is it you want to tell through your photography as well it's been one of the most it's been one of the most difficult yet rewarding journeys I think I've been on in my life. Okay. Um, I left to do it and I didn't have any connections. I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of slowly just found my way. And thanks to God, and it really is just thanks to him, that I've managed to get the jobs and, yeah. and make certain connections with mm-hmm. people. And I'm still doing that now. Um, but it was a lot of, it's a lot of being by myself and I'm an only child. So I'm very used to being by mm-hmm. myself. And I realized how much I was used to it while I was doing it. But I had become, because of the job that I had before, I'd become so accustomed to being around other people and kind of being able to lean on them. Um, and at this time, I've really had to be a self-star. I've had to lean on God and just kind of, I guess, just put out stuff and try and make connections mm-hmm. as best as I can. You know, social media has been my best friend, sometimes my worst enemy, <laughs> um, in terms of just uploading content and and trying to get my name out there and get myself known. Um, and honestly, jobs have come from nowhere. I, <laughs> I cannot explain. I, it doesn't make sense to me how I've managed to be able to pay bills um, and, and be able to live. I traveled this year based mm-hmm. on, off the basis of my, or off the income that I've made. Mm-hmm. And that, that's been crazy. Um, but I think, I think what I realized while I was at the, um, the media company in Streatham was that I think what was good about it is that it kind of made me realize what what I wanted to do in terms of, I think at the time I was going through a lot of um, 
kind of searching in terms of my identity, but also like I'd come to a place where I felt like I knew myself well enough that there were certain things that I didn't want to stand for. Um, and, you know, there were lots of conversations being had, I think, about colorism mm-hmm. and about race as a whole. And I think my response to that was, okay, I, at first I started, I started out and I was taking pictures of everybody. Mm-hmm. And when I wanted to tell stories, I wanted to tell stories about everybody. And after a certain amount of time, I kind of just looked at the world and I was like, but wait, we have people who tell stories for specific people. We have white stories. Mm-hmm. We have white publications. They might not say they're white publications, <laughs> but the majority of the content they put out, the majority of the people who are at the forefront are white. Yeah. And nobody has an issue with that. No. Nobody questions it. And if mm-hmm. people do have an issue with it, it usually gets brushed away and, oh, you're just being overly sensitive or why don't you make your own? So I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to go make my own. Nice. Um, and, you know, I I think certain companies have definitely, you know, they've woken up to that and they've, you know, you've got Days and ID and all these other people mm-hmm. and <clears throat> companies that um, have woken up to the idea that, you know, they need to be more inclusive. And you've got companies like Guap and, and, and other places as well that have, that is what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how they got started out. And I think I just came to the realization that I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to cop out um, and just be the type of person who who told um, the stories that I was expected to tell. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I looked at the world that we live in and I looked at my village and who raised me and my tribe. And I looked around and I saw people not being represented. Um, you know, I was raised by majority black women. I was raised by my mom. Um, and, you know, my, I wouldn't say she raised me, but my nan was a big presence and my aunties and, you know, other women as well. And I just thought to myself, well, how can we have, how can we have a world that doesn't, how can myself as a black man, how can I, go out and just solely shoot white women as a, as a photographer sorry but yeah, yeah, how can yeah. i do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um when that isn't what that isn't my reality that isn't yeah. what i see mm-hmm. um and i remember being told basically point blank that i wouldn't be able to make money doing it and one thing about me is if you tell me i can't do it you're only gonna make me want to do it more i love that i love that so i've really mm-hmm. I've, and I've, I think I've, I've kind of been aware that if I if I did probably go and just solely shoot white people, I would probably be slightly further wrong, along in my career. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I would be. But my aim isn't just to be successful. My aim is to be successful pushing our people forward and telling our stories and telling the diverse stories that we have. You know, I think part of the reason why it's taken so long for us to get to even where we are is that we've been seen as as homogenous and being you know a monolith and we're Mm -hmm, all the same mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and my goal is to be like no we're not because i'm not the same as even the people that i've come up with that i've grown we have different experience we're diverse like white people Mm -hmm. that are are diverse asian people are diverse Mm -hmm. people from all walks and uh, backgrounds and stuff like that are, are diverse and i think i've just really wanted to to highlight that and to celebrate it um, and I'm still figuring out how to do that as well because even in what I do you can become too like I could only photograph a certain type of black woman or a certain type of black man and I don't want to do that Yeah. so I'm kind of even in that trying to find the diversity there mm-hmm. but I think I've just really 
being very passionate about people being seen. Yeah. Yeah. And people being represented because I know part of the reason that I kind of struggled to find my way was because I was like, I don't know if I can do that because I don't see other people like me doing it. And I, my mom was very good at raising me to just be like, you can do anything. But even in that, there's still that struggle of, I, I don't know, there aren't that many black directors. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, 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 there yeah, aren't yeah, that yeah. many of us. Of there course, are a lot more course, now, but there, there yeah, aren't that yeah, many yeah. of us. No, it's true. Yeah. No, it's really good to hear your journey and the passion and inspiration behind what you do. Um, I can relate to a lot of what you said because mm. I was raised by predominantly women as well. Mm. I just always say my mom, yep. my aunt. Yeah. And my grandmother. So they're mm -hmm. like the three main like yeah. inspirations in my life. So that's all I know. And mm. so growing up and understanding blackness and understanding, you know, what it's like to be black was from them yeah. and my dad and all, my, you know, so when I see how the world is and particularly some black men as well, when they're mm. talking about black issues, mm -hmm. they're not talking about black issues. They're talking about black straight male issues. Yeah. And so, so when I'm seeing them like dogging, black women i yeah. get kind of confused because i'm like well if i'm talking about black people i'm talking about everybody exactly race gender sexuality whatever mm. so yeah so it is a bit confusing and when you said about you know you know uh just wanting to tell the stories what you know from the from your environment that's the same with me because a lot of the time people will ask like so why do you want to tell these black stories mm. and stuff and it's like it's not that I want to tell black stories. I'm telling the stories of what I know. Mm. So all the series I've done, every project I've done, they're with black people because that's all I know. That's mm. my culture. So I don't get upset when I see white people telling their stories because no. that's what they know. Yeah. I'm not expecting them to make their stories diverse because they don't know. And then mm. we get upset when it's not done right and mm. they don't have a diverse it's writer's true. room. You're trying to tick all the boxes but you're not actually listening to the demographic mm. from what they're critiquing you about yeah we don't want you to diversify uh let's say sex and city where people hated the reboot of right and they're trying to make it all woke mm. no what we're asking you to do is create a black sex, sex and city, and city exactly. create a latin sex and yeah. city an asian sex and city that's what we're saying we yeah. don't need you to, our reality is mixing with people and i know there's other people's reality where they have a different cross-reference of genders and race and sexuality and all mm -hmm. that stuff but that's not what we're asking for yeah that's why shows like insecure atlanta have done yes. so well because they represented us the way we wanted to be represented. Mm -hmm. They showed us how we're not all a monolith. Our yep. friends are all different. Yep. And we find a way to all get along, mm. you know? So it's good to hear that because I can see that now more so with your work and why I can see how it connects you with... Why are you so passionate about your work? Yeah. Because, you know, I see you will put out your casting calls, you know, specifically about what you want to create, yeah. you know, because... I get the same feel from you, but like me, I love the 90s. I grew up in the 90s. 100%. So, you know, the representation of black people within the 90s, even in the UK as well, mm. it was just not what we have now. No. And, you know, growing up in that, we were very fortunate to have that. We were. Because everywhere I looked was black people. So mm -hmm. I never felt that I couldn't achieve what I wanted to achieve because... Yeah. Well, I saw them lot doing yeah, it. Yeah, we saw Kaching. You remember Kaching and Listen, look. Yes. We had that. Exactly. I had all of that growing up from mm. the 90s to the early 2000s. And then it just 
evaporated it just went and so i get why you want to push that and Mm. i see it through all of your work and i've seen your progression and i've only known you for like two years but i've seen the progression of your work and what you're pushing for so like you know you recently got like what your third magazine cover like what was that like because i know you worked with leone yeah she was also in talia versus beautiful girl beautiful girl and like the work you guys did together was just flawless like amazing so tell us about this whole process because that's big it's crazy. I I um when I was when I was working at the company with Levi and we had and Dylan as well and my my other boy Leon. I they knew that like that's something I wanted that I wanted to be on magazine covers. Mm-hmm. I wanted my work to be on magazine covers, and so it's mad. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, waking up to that kind of news. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like it's crazy, but it's it's. It's what I'd aimed for. Yeah. So I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised at the same time because mm-hmm. I got to a point when I was like, I just have to believe this thing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I definitely doubted. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> knows I doubted. No, but yeah. But um I think I think it's it's been amazing, but also it's been kind of sobering at the same time Mm -hmm. because i reached the milestone and like with every milestone in life like you graduate and it's like okay now what yeah and Mm -hmm. or you i don't know whatever it might be and now what and that's what was like okay huh well i haven't all of a sudden (laughs) i don't all of a sudden have like mega mega confidence and i'm Mm -hmm. like it's Mm -hmm. opened some doors for me but it hasn't like completely changed my life Mm -hmm. um and i i think it was also like, okay, and I'm grateful to the people around me as well that have kept me grounded and and my faith and stuff has kept me grounded as to not make those achievements be defining of who I am and yeah. what I do. Yeah. Um, so it's been amazing, um, but it's 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 still a bit like the hunger is still there to kind yeah. of uh, kind of do more and mm-hmm. to like I was at the Black Vanguard, the new Black Vanguard yesterday okay. at, um for um what was it the, what's the place called the Saji the Saji gallery they, they've oh, got a, yes, an exhibition yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Okay. and it's just loads of black photographers um, work and I was like I want to do this I want to get here mm-hmm. and I'm glad that that is still you know I'm still doing that but the shoot with Leonie <laughs> funny enough was just supposed to be a shoot for her okay okay nice she, she contacted me and she's like mm-hmm. I want to do this shoot um, and we'd been trying to work it out like days where we could do it for, for like a month more than that probably like three months in the summer and then we managed to settle on a day um she works at the studio that we shot at um so we mm-hmm. managed to um to get that and she had done like a mood board and i'd yeah. come up with some stuff as well and yeah um and yeah we we took some shots and stuff but like it all just kind of happened that i like one of, at one of the points i think i bought or she had a light, light filter I you we used it for one of the shots and I was and we were like mm, this is really good <laughs> and then I edited them and I was like these are too good to just go up on Instagram mm-hmm. for just I mean obviously she's gonna use them but yeah they're just too good f- to just do that yeah and I was like they have to go somewhere so I submitted mm-hmm. um to to a couple magazines and like two got back to me and they were like oh yeah we want them and I was like what. <laughs> It was that easy all along. I didn't know. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah. And, and and then, like, it took a few months. And then they sent me, like, 
the tear sheets and stuff and I was like oh wow like this really happened mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this stuff is published people are <laughs> buying my work <laughs> it was crazy yeah, yeah, yeah um the best part has been though getting to tell my mom yeah yeah I getting to imagine. surprise her with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. That, that information and, and like the print copies yes exactly yes, yes. like the, the first printed copy <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. I like smuggled mm-hmm. it in I put it in a fake envelope with her name <laughs> on it I got her to open it and she was so surprised it was <laughs> there was that's been those have been yeah, the yeah, highlights yeah. for me mm-hmm. um and you know I think one of the things I think Issa Rae said was that um, your aim is not to, uh, when you're trying to do this this creative thing and trying to make money from it or grow from it, is not to um, climb your way up. It's to work with those around you who are yeah. on your yeah. level mm-hmm. around you yeah. um, to, and pull each other up together. Exactly. And I really, that's mm-hmm. what I have yeah, come yeah, to yeah. realise and what mm-hmm. I think this shoot has kind of exemplified for me no it's true because yeah that's my favorite quote uh from Issa Rae you know Mm. people have a tendency to you know network up but it's about networking across yeah and it's so true like I told these students a couple weeks ago for masterclass that I did and I said network across you don't Mm. know who the next person is going to be who's going to help you get to somewhere else networking up is always essential but that's not always going to put you on Mm. you know and you raised such a good point where you said you know you've got these covers now that was like the first goal yeah and yeah like i felt the same way when i won my first award i was like okay well this is what i knew i needed to win and i got it Mm. but nothing happened to my career exactly like i got the notoriety (laughs) and more people knew who i was and i was able to gain loads of connections Mm. and respect but then i was like okay but i'm still here so i felt i put pressure on myself to like want to make sure that the next season is great of that web series Mm. and to really build up from there but you kind of reach to a certain degree you kind of reach you know the ceiling and so Mm. it's like okay you need to kind of not humble yourself but then take a step back to understand where you want to go next with your experiences and new goals and you know where you want to take your direction the career of your where you want to go in the direction of your career Mm. and I can see that with you now from what you're saying because, okay, you've done that and now here's another goal that I want to reach for and stuff like that. And it takes time. And I think sometimes there's so much pressure to, to, okay, you need to be here by a certain age and, you know, and no one gives you time to kind of explore who you are as a creative Mm. or what you want to do and what direction you want to do. So, like, I know I need to start writing again, but Mm. I have no inspiration, no inspiration at all. I need to take a step back. you know get new life experiences Mm. and like see what i can come up with if i try to write something now it'll be rubbish because it's not coming from a genuine place you know so that's the difference so i think it's really good to hear how you went from doing that shoot with leonie and then just taking the risk and actually just believing in yourself doubt always comes through but that's just how it is and then with your faith as well you know you pray and you work through it you know (laughs) even when you're like just angry and you're like i don't understand why i'm working it up to this and you're shutting this door and Mm. it's fine so i totally understand that so like i've also noticed that now you become this you know content creator your tiktoks crack me up (laughs) (laughs) you know so what made made you want to like start doing all that because i do it but i just vlog Mm. so like you know, I was told by loads of my friends, you do so much, so you need to start capturing the stuff you do. So I'm like, okay, I try to remember everything I do. So yes. what made you want to go into that realm? Um, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Um, so I was, so like, like I said, I did YouTube before and I've always kind of gravitated to more funny content anyway yeah. as it is. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think, you know, we live in a world as well now mm-hmm. where like everybody kind of can be a comedian because yeah, 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 exactly. of um, mm-hmm. the platforms and stuff we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... 
um, I remember my mum every now and again, she'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, when are you going to go back to doing like funny videos <laughs> and stuff? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> it's not who I am anymore. Okay, okay. Let it go. <laughs> um, but um, but I did know that deep down, like that was still something I wanted to do. I just didn't have the outlet to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, you know, with, I, with the way social media is going and I get a lot of my work through social media and stuff yeah. like that. And a lot mm-hmm. of people know me through that. I was like, okay, I need to find a way to do this TikTok thing or this Instagram real thing and it still yeah. be authentic to who yeah. I am, but yeah. get people in. Mm-hmm. So I started to do like, oh yeah, okay, this is kind of like a day in the life of a photographer or this is, okay. I did this shoot or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. stuff was like, it did get views in people and what, what I've noticed is the mm-hmm. more that I'm active, the more people it's, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't make sense. But the more I'm active, <laughs> the more people think, oh, let me ask him to do work. <laughs> okay. So, but is it paid work? Uh, but that's the thing. Yes. Like okay. It's, it's getting to be more paid. Okay, but I think good. people also are getting the, the message that I don't work for free. Yeah. Because listen, yeah. Sorry to cut you, but like I put out a tweet saying I'm going freelance mm. and then I got loads of it. Like, it's like people didn't understand why I said freelance, yeah. not collaboration. Mm-hmm. And I had loads of people in my DM trying to collab. I'm like, no. No, that's not So what I get what you mean. Yeah. Okay. It's, I think I've gotten, well, I've gotten <laughs> to the stage where like people like are not going to ask me to do free stuff anymore yeah, yeah, unless yeah. they know we have that kind of connection or they're approaching me with something that I genuinely am going to want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so they, so... I looked at the stuff and I looked at what was getting views and what wasn't. And I was like, okay, fine. It seems like, Mm -hmm. so sometimes I would just do a show like the models and the pictures and people would be like, okay, but we want to see your face. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's really annoying because, Mm -hmm. or it was annoying because like when I would do a shoot or something, Mm -hmm. if I did like a shoot or if I sometimes have in the past, I've done shoots where it's just been me. Like I've done in quarantine, I did like self portraits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm the self-portraits would always do better than my other work. And I was like, guys, I'm not here to model for you. <laughs> I'm here to make yeah, make yeah, my yeah. work. But I, I took that on board and I was like, okay, so people clearly want to have a connection with me as a photographer. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe they'll like my face. I mean, that's flattering if they do. But um, so I was like, okay, fine. I have to be on camera more. So okay. I started to do that. And then I noticed the funnier I was, mm-hmm. the more people were interested. So I okay, thought, okay, fine. fine. Let, me, let me do that more. So... Mm-hmm. I've just, I've kind of gravitated towards doing that more, but then also like still showing what I do and trying to have that balance because I'm also not necessarily here to be a comedian. So yeah, I um, try to understand because yeah. you have to, that's the fine line between establishing your brand yeah. and who you want to represent as, exactly. you know, and being taken seriously in mm. your craft. So I totally understand that. That's why I've just done vlogs and stuff. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's great what you're doing as well because within social media, people just want to connect to who the person is regardless of what your work is um so yeah they just want to know so like i always say this story when i found out i could google myself in 2016 and like (laughs) everything came up and i was like oh okay (laughs) i need to make sure when what you put in google is what i want you to see so i made sure i was very specific about how I branded myself mm-hmm. and that's just helped me in my career and all the different jobs that I've got yeah. or yeah, people I've worked with, you know, whether they've been like celebrities or public figures and mm-hmm. stuff like that, just to, because it just, they were easy to just Google me and mm-hmm. see my work and be a fan of my work or see my work ethic or whatever. So it does work in your favor as mm-hmm. well. And I'm happy to hear that it's actually 
doing numbers for you as well oh, and you're actually getting the work that you want to get because, yeah i mean yeah. let me not make it seem like i'm getting like loads and loads of hey if you want to hire me please go <laughs> be on board don't worry we're gonna you're gonna plug where we can find you soon as well as well so i think that's really cool as well because yeah you just don't want to be always doing free work like if no. i'm gonna hire you i'm gonna hire you i'm yeah. gonna pay you because you're great at what you do and that's just what i would do just yeah. because even though i've known you for a while and we worked together I'm still paying you, you know, pay mm. creators because we know what it's like. Exactly. You know, so I totally get that. But then also back to your like third ADing and first ADing, like yeah. you have worked on like the BAFTA award winning show, Brain in Gear. What yeah. was that like? That was, yeah. <laughs> that was like, like I said, I hadn't worked on a set for a while. Mm -hmm. So I had kind of gone off doing that, okay. like being on sets. Because like as well, it's very difficult, I think as well, as a, I'm just going to be honest and say, as a black person in the industry, it's diff yeah. difficult sometimes because there's a certain culture when you get onto certain sets. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily fit into that culture. And even though sometimes I can because of where I've grown up and the experiences that I've had, and I have like a diverse group of friends, I don't necessarily always want to have to mm -hmm. because it means kind of having to shut off a part of who I am in order to do it. And I don't like doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I came to that realization, I don't I don't like doing that at all. Mm -hmm. um, and so being on that set though was kind of reaffirming in terms of the fact that, you know, um, it was it was done by Bemi Sola Ikamelo. And she wrote, wrote it and then um, a guy called Fergal um, directed it. But it was great seeing her kind of on set and getting the, seeing her get the opportunity to kind of tell this story. Yeah. And it was on, on mm -hmm. for the BBC, it was a BBC short. So it was kind of like, oh, this is like attainable, this is achievable. Like I know this woman yeah, yeah, yeah. and I know this black woman mm -hmm. and it, it clearly is something that is possible. Mm -hmm. So that was reaffirming. But I think yeah. also like just being on the set and being around that culture again, um, kind of helped in terms of like, oh, okay, I can, I actually can still do this because yeah. as well, like when you're out yeah. of the loop for a while, I think the industry can make you feel like you don't know how to do anything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, oh, this, all of this has changed. You don't yes, know how to yes, do anything yes, at yes. all. Um, and so it was kind of reaffirming in, in that. And I, I think, um, yeah, just, it was like quite local to me as well. It was quite easy to get to. It just, it was quite, mm -hmm. and as well, it came at a time when I was broke. I was broke broke <laughs> um and that opportunity led to me actually being able to work for the bbc for a while and still i have a connection there Good. and have worked with them mm -hmm. um a few times i had like a six month job there and it was crazy as well um but yeah it allowed me to make connections and then also it kind of but it allowed me to to kind of dare to dream again yeah. that i could yeah. do that that mm -hmm. i could have m one of my stories being told um and even inspired me to write again, even though it's been a little bit and it hasn't been loads. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was great for that. Nice, nice. Because I was going to ask you that. So, like, because you are creative, mm -hmm. I still feel like film is in your path, you know, because a lot of photographers do end up doing cinematography and stuff. Yeah. So, like, would you ever make a film because you know i've seen some of your work i've seen the love and basketball inspiration yeah. <laughs> shoots i've seen the neo soul shoots i've seen all that kind of vibe so like would you ever want to dabble into film to direct or write or anything like that so it's funny um so when so after i had worked on brain and gear so while i was on brain and gear i met 
one of Serafina's sisters. Oh, okay. Um, and she was like, oh, yeah, you're like, we'll stay in contact. So we stayed in contact and stuff. And that's how I ended up working on um, Talia Versus. Okay, okay. Because she was like, oh, yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him AD. If she had just said, I've only seen him third AD, I don't think I would have got it. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Listen, we had three weeks to do that. So, listen, you're an AD. Cool. Like, we needed somebody. <laughs> so, But the Talia Versus shoot was the first one I'd ever first AD'd. I just didn't oh, tell anybody. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell Serafina this. <laughs> I, maybe she knows now, but okay, okay. it was the first one I had done. Okay. So when we, I turned up on the day and it was all madness, I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> what, what have I agreed to do? As well, though, I realized like uh-huh. in the industry, if you say no, I can't do it. You're not going to get hired. Yeah. True. So I was just like, okay, let me try it. Mm-hmm. I looked up what they do. I was like, okay, fine. I think I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to Serafina, like we went to meetings and stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. No one's figured it out yet. So. No, because listen, you were bluffing real. I'm glad. I'm glad. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, you got the schedule ready, this yeah. and that. Okay, cool, cool, um, cool. Yeah, so that that first day was the first one that I did. Okay. Um, And then, but, but then obviously because I worked, then I did work with Sarafina more on like yes. on the other web series. And then yes. I worked with, so we had, we worked on two web series together myself mm-hmm. and Serafino mm-hmm. and you produced both of them yes yes and yes, then yes. I worked on something else as well I, I worked on like a couple other things as mm-hmm. well so by the time we went to shoot Talia versus again mm-hmm. I was like oh I know how to do this okay, <laughs> nice. so okay. it was like so yeah. I like mm-hmm. in the first day that I did it afterwards it's like oh okay I get it mm-hmm. I know kind of mm-hmm. roughly what I have to do okay keeping everybody to time and stuff. yeah 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 um but it was I think I think working on that as well made me think, okay, I do want to, I still want to do this. I do want to direct because I wasn't sure if I wanted to direct anymore. Okay. Um, and Sarafina is an ama- amazing director, yes. amazing writer. Yes. I, I don't, at this point, I don't think there's anything she can't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, it's true. And all her sisters, Let's all say, her sisters, all, yeah, all so of them. Talented. So talented. Her <laughs> sisters, her cousin, like all of them, yeah. they're like, yeah. Yeah. How how one family has produced yes, so much yes. talent is insane. Yes. They're like the Jacksons. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> the, the soon the industry will know. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, I think what's crazy as well is that you know, like I said, my tribe has been black women and yeah. it was it was more black women as well who kind of you know, if it wasn't Bemi, if it was Sarafina mm-hmm. and, and black men as well, yourself mm-hmm. and other people who really did kind of encourage me and I remember after I was walking back from set on one of the days with Serafino and she was like oh are you going to direct anything because you should and that was all it took mm, yeah 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 <laughs> she said you should and I was like I should you know <laughs> because like because she's so good at the craft yes it reaffirmed yes my belief in yeah. in my own ability um and so to, that's a very long-winded way to answer <laughs> to say yes i i would like to direct nice. um and i still do want to do it and i think first ading has been the gateway for me into kind of wanting to do that again mm-hmm. um and i even got a second ad credit this year as well which is nice. probably on a hollywood production but i'm not gonna i'm not sure i can say any more than that oh i love that that's really good to hear i'm happy look i'm rooting for everybody black and to everybody Amen. who i've worked with who i know who's talented like yourself Thank just you. to see everyone win around me is great you know, because that's what we want. We want to create opportunities for everybody. And what you said was really good to hear because that's what you need. You need the opportunity to be able to prove yourself. And, you know, you can't get experience without 
having the experience you know mm. about without somebody giving you the opportunity to just gain that experience and you gaining that experience the first day do that time and not us even thinking you had yeah. ever <laughs> never done it right you know you pulled it off and you realized you were great at it and so that gave you the opportunity to do what you do now so that yeah. you do have the second ad credit you know yeah. so that's what's really great so that's really cool so what's next what is next you can share for you you know what's coming up yeah so i okay i do a lot of stuff so <laughs> um i do have some more work coming out um f- photography and stuff um i have i'm writing again so mm-hmm. i do have i, I it, it's either going to be a web series mm-hmm. or it's going to be something okay. i do have a short film in my head nice. that i'm i need to put on paper okay. and i will be pestering you for that <laughs> okay fine okay noted <laughs> um yeah there's that i think i've got what else have i got in the pipeline um wow this is difficult you put me on the spot yeah <laughs> um yeah i, I mean i want to direct i i personally also oh, okay fashion as well oh yeah fashion is something that i would like to somehow get my hands and i do a lot of like editorial stuff it's, okay, it's kind sick. of my style yeah, so yeah, yeah. um yeah just it's going to be more more content like that i will be doing more funny <laughs> reels and stuff on instagram <laughs> um but yes yeah, i think i I am really just open to doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm even, I've even started being an extra as well. Um, Do it. Yeah. Do it. Um, the bills have to be paid, guys. The bills yeah, have to be paid. Exactly. <laughs> but also, again, like, like I said to you before, like, you don't need to put yourself in a box as a mm. creative. You know, you're allowed to explore everything you know just because you want to be a director doesn't mean that you can't explore other things the industry makes you feel like you've got to stick to this and that's it when you should just be exploring everything in my opinion so so yeah so can people find you and you know your previous work and all that stuff so you can find me on um instagram uh under daniel modesti photography and that's d-a-n-i-e-l-m-o-d-e-s-t-e and then photography um and then you can also find me on tiktok under daniel modesti um and then you can find me on my website is www.danielmodesti.com uh what else i have okay right so i've bit i've ad'd and done photography on a couple things you said my link tree and stuff is in my bio great so you can go into there and see some of the things i've worked on of course tale versus which is uh such a good series so (laughs) that that was so great because it was like so many people in the set were black and it was so great getting to see other people um in the industry um and yeah um also like my my cover and my i was recently interviewed by mob journal um and that issue is out i think it's uh i think it's issue 30 something it's not important it's in my bio (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so you can also check my work out on there Nice. Well, thanks, Daniel, for coming on the show. It was good catching up and, you know, really getting to know you better. So I'm, I like, I liked this. This was good. So yeah, as usual, guys, you can follow me all on my usual socials. You know them. There's a bunch of them. Uh, stay tuned for new episodes <laughs> coming soon. I appreciate you, bro.